Oh my gosh. Movies. Movies. Never seen them. Your favorite. I mean. Hey, remember that year when you had, um, what's it called? Movie, movie pass, pass. And you I were saw, seeing movies and, see and you movies. like had opinions about like what should win Oscars and stuff. That was a, such a fun year. It was you a should, nice time. You should go back no, to that. No, I don't think any movie pass isn't a thing anymore. It's not, but the AMC uh I wouldn't thing use is, that A-list. shit. It's so you nice You know I though. wouldn't. Do you it's think so I see nice. enough movies for that? You should. It's, you know, everyone's different. Come you can't, on. It's like how you can't watch TV shows. Oh, God. Exactly. So if I was like, you should watch TV shows. That's God. what you would say. TV shows are so annoying. I can't wait for this golden age of television is over. <laughs> wow. True we're hater. Back, back in the movie theaters. Oh, my God. Never <laughs> JK, happen. we're never going back to the movie theaters. No, we're definitely not. It's all going to be Netflix. <laughs> it's so. so upsetting, guys. Get used to it. <laughs> Get used to it, guys. Um, okay. So we are back with another mini podcast. We love because, a mini pod. Because we're not in town so we had to record this early <laughs> just being blunt guys it's true um so we are we counted down our previous uh top five favorite songs of the year and this time it's top five favorite movies of the year mm. so matt palmer since you are not the movie buff of us then you can go first all right I'm and gonna... he told me he was like well there are only five movies that i liked this year. that's so. true there are only five movies that i saw and enjoyed this movie this uh this year um and so my number five is a strictly next netflix movie mm-hmm. entitled someone great and even though what uh, is this? That is uh, Gina Rodriguez. It's a, just story of three friends, or kind of you know a love story. And I think Lakeith Stanfield is the male love interest for Gina Rodriguez. They go through okay. a breakup, and I don't know. It just was heartwarming. I enjoyed it. It was a fun, nice watch. Liked it better than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which was garbage. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I have no issues with it. I thought RuPaul did a nice job, and RuPaul's in it. Yeah, RuPaul's in it. Oh damn! It was, yeah, it was just like it was a it was a definite feel good movie. And for the Netflix movies, I think it's up there with um to all the boys i loved before i think it's the best of all of those mm-hmm. but i think it's that's the closest so all the boys i've loved before was like a ground like that was a game changer yes. as far as like cute simple netflix originals it's go. like oh this can actually be very good yeah oh these can yeah and you know i love a movie that like is a feel-good movie but like is still excellently done yes <laughs> you and know that i one, love that the cinematography was gorgeous every moment of that movie is gorgeous and this movie was very good it was not great. It's number it five. Gorgeous. It's not it's number, number four. Five. It's not number one. You yeah. know, not everything is. Not everybody has that. It's true. <laughs> uh, so, of course, like, I'm going to have honorable mentions. You know, I got to give a shout out to, you know, the Knives Out of the world and the Irishmen's, the wonderful cinematic achievement of the Irishmen. And I just saw Queen and Slim this past week. How is it? Loved it. It's okay. great. The ending. The ending. I'm nervous. <laughs> like, I'm trying to get, I'm hopeful that my family will let us go see that. We always go to a movie on mm-hmm. Christmas or the day after, maybe. And that's my vote for this year. Okay. Who do, what, what do you think could outweigh that? But like, who, what do you think? I don't even. What are the uh, what are other things coming out? Not cats. For I sure. mean, there's a lot coming out. <laughs> what else is coming out around Christmas time? Uh, Little Women. No, too white. Your brother might like Little Women. Too white. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bombshell, maybe like a bombshell. Another again, very white. Uh, But if is there, there's not any like huge action things coming out. Is there? That's always my. I mean, Star Wars. I'm not seeing a fucking Star Wars. I put my foot down with that. I could see they getting some votes, but like I'm not going to do that. I will stay home and watch Vanderpump Rules. Try me. Okay, All right. I'm, I'm seeing this is Black Bonnie and Clyde yes. by myself, which, which is what I did this okay. week. Um, and also, I want to uh, preface this by saying, like, of course, I have not seen the things that have yet to come out. I haven't seen the Bombshells. I mean, Bombshells outright just came out, but I haven't not seen Bombshell yet. Mm. Have not seen the Little Women's, the Star Wars, the the Cats. Are of you going to see obviously. Star Wars? 
Uh, I don't know. I've, I I didn't see the second one that yeah. just came out. That one that people are very uh, angry uh, about. Angry about yeah. for some reason. I um, I, so I haven't seen that. So like, I don't want to see the third the third one before I see that. Like, yeah. I want to follow it. And I don't remember what happened in the Force Awakens, but I remember sitting there and enjoying it, <laughs> but just not really knowing what was going on. Um, so yeah. So I haven't seen those movies yet. So who's to say what my top five will be at the real end of Who the knows? year? Who um, knows? But I will say. Oh, and also Marriage Story. I want to give a shout out to excellent okay. movie that everyone's been talking about this week. Because I know, <laughs> like I, everyone's just shitting. I think on people it. are turning on it, and it's like still um, want to see it. Uh, the acting in this movie is excellent. So go fuck yourselves, everyone. Wow, strong feeling. I guess maybe out of context, it looks a little weird because mm. it definitely reads very much as a play. So yeah. the acting is, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's, it, it works though. It works if you watch the whole movie. It works. But anyway, okay. back to my n- actual number five. Yes. Is a movie that I talked about on the podcast as a giving me moment. Um, it's the, a movie entitled Loose that I saw earlier this year. Mm. It's about, do you remember? You're looking at me like no. you don't remember. You don't remember? It's a movie uh, about no. the uh, a black high school student who was adopted by white parents. Oh, yes, I do remember. With it. Octavia Spencer. Such a about. unique movie all about, um, I guess, the... Growing up um, in a mixed race family yes. and the sort of micro things that sort of happen as far as that goes. And and, and this kid is so interesting because this kid is like a villain, but not. Mm-hmm. Um, and the weird manipulative things that he does. When did it come out? Of, like when would it? Because I. Oh, Lord, that. it came out. August maybe uh, maybe July I don't know it was wild it was only in like the small movie theater smaller movie theaters oh, okay you know it's not gonna be playing at the AMC's because the, mm. they're reserved for you know the Star Wars of, of the world um, but no excellent movie really loved it um, and unlike any movie I've really seen in a long time I all would right say. yeah this is by the way I just want to preface this by saying preface this we're like midway through the podcast and I'm already prefacing um, the I think this has been a great year for movies, okay. like in general. That's good. Yeah. So it's hard to, to name my top five. Okay. <laughs> Which is why I just named like 12 movies in the past 30 seconds. Right. <laughs> um, I know that this is not a movie, but I just want to give a shout out to season two of Fleabag, which I watched very recently. And it's an Amazon original starring Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And I'd heard so much about it. And she won all of those like Emmys for it this year. And I was like, what is so great about this show? And I watched it and it's like. Oh wait! Like it is <laughs> truly funny and wonderful and heartwarming. I watched. I, Everyone bo- seems to love it. I watched both seasons, and the first season was good, very good, and very like clearly what the, clear about what the vision was. But season two just takes it to a whole new level. Uh, Andrew Scott plays her love interest, and he is a priest. And just their whole interactions, their whole vibe. I love her interactions with her sister, Claire. I love that no one has a name outside of like the sister and the sister's husband. It's just like, no, their names aren't even mentioned and it's not even a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also just like the chemistry between Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Andrew Scott is so, so fun. How's Olivia Coleman in it? Oh, she's hilarious. Of course she, she is. She's so fucking funny. She plays her stepmom. And it. uh, it's just, she's a nightmare and I love it. Perfect. <laughs> it's so great. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Fleabag because it's great. Anyway, back to movies. Back to movies. (laughs) Um, My number four is another movie I just watched very recently. It is another Amazon original. Mm -hmm. Um, It is a movie entitled Britney Runs a Marathon. Oh, I hear it's so good. It's very good. It's very cute and very heartwarming. Um, And what is her name? Jillian... I forget. I forget her name, but she is great in it, and as is um, the actress who is the lead in Casual. I'm sorry, I don't know any actors' names, but I just don't. <laughs> um, what was her name? She's on SNL, and she is in Casual. Oh, God, this is going to kill me. One second. I'll cut this out. Okay. 
think it begins with an M. You don't know? Maya Rudolph. No. Okay. Michaela Watkins. Michaela Watkins. Yes, we love her, and she's so good in this movie, and it's about, obviously, uh, this girl who feels, she lives in New York, and she feels like her life is kind of directionless, and she's not really growing, and she's really stuck in her life, and so she decides to take up running uh, after going to the doctor and being told that her cholesterol is really high, and she gets kind of hyper-focused on running in the marathon, and then things ensue. She has to grow, you know, not just in the physical way, but in an emotional way, and sometimes there are some big swings. Sometimes there are some scenes where you're like, oh, Okay, this is a little on the nose, but the feel of it is so great, and uh, I think it's a really good message, and it's based on a true story, and all the performances are very good, and it's just a, a movie that makes you feel warm and fuzzy, and almost if I if I liked running at all, made me want to run a marathon, but I hate uh, running, so <laughs> yeah, you don't like running. You don't like. You say you get itchy when you sweat. I do. I get itchy. I'm not, I'm not a big sweater. My uh, friend Libby gets itchy when she sweats. She's we, like, I don't like sweating because I get itchy, and I'm like, that's so interesting. Yes, we itchy have that in common. You What's I'm, in your sweat that makes know. you itchy? It's like sand? Like I don't, I don't think I'm <laughs> leaking sand. I hope not. <laughs> sand your sweat it doesn't seem safe good for Brittany and good for you for considering running a marathon yes thank you Um, so my number four of the year was a comedy that came out much earlier in the year um, that was entitled book smart I still want to see that and it's people are calling it the the like girl super bad and I know you don't like super bad I really don't but it's not about anything it's great it's excellent it's about two girls okay I love the premise because I feel like it's hard because the premise makes me so angry because it's basically <laughs> about these two overachieving girls and they spent their entire high school careers um, not partying and like working hard and and, you know, not doing the things that the stereotypical teenagers would do. And because and they like get into Yale and everything. And then this part of the movie is a little weird. There's like an unwritten there's like a rule in the school that you don't discuss what colleges you get into. Mm. Uh, so like I guess so how do they find out that other kids got into Yale that were like partying? It, it comes out that oh. um uh in the last day of school, um Beanie Feldstein uh Goes is in the bathroom and she's just like, well, I got in. Like, they're the kids are being mean to her, and she's like, well, I got into Yale and everything. And the other kids are just like, well, I got into this school too, and I got into this amazing school too. And another kid's like, well, I'm not going to college. And she's like, yeah, because you you uh, messed around in high school and everything. You're like, no, because I have like an incredible internship doing this and blah 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 blah. And you discover that like all these other kids who like fucked around in high school are also smart and right. got these amazing opportunities. And so Beanie Feldstein and her little lesbian friend. Um, <laughs> They're just like, oh my god, we missed out on high school because we were working so hard. We have to go to the one final party of the year. Got to. And it, it the premise makes me so mad because fuck those kids. Okay. Fuck those kids <laughs> who like like putzed around and didn't do shit and still had amazing opportunities. But I'm sure the movie is good. The I'm movie. Sure I mean, it's my love. number four. That's the what mo- I'm saying. The movie is so hysterical. You've got to get over your anger. So funny. I know it's just, that just makes me, <laughs> um, but it's so funny. Carrie Fisher's daughter plays a character that on paper makes no sense and on screen doesn't make any sense, <laughs> but she's so good at Billy it. Billy Lord. Billy Lord yeah. is so funny in it. Honestly, like my favorite supporting actress performance of the year wow. besides the grandmother and the farewell, which we'll talk about. Um, <laughs> uh, she is so funny in the movie and mm. her character, like halfway through the movie, I was just like, I don't know how I feel about this character. She's, I don't understand her at all. Right. But then by the end, you're just like, fuck. 
It, it, I don't care. She's so <laughs> funny. Billy Lord's comic timing is excellent. You can tell she gets it from her mom, gets it from her grandma. The legacy lives on, guys. All right. like what, Billy Lord is someone to watch out for, I have to say. And it's it's really just a great movie. We love that. Yeah. Um, I want to give one more TV shout out. Jesus. <laughs> TV is better than movies. It's true. It's the golden age. And I've talked about this show on the podcast before, but it just needs to be brought up again. The Real Housewives of Potomac is truly one of the greatest shows on television, <laughs> and we all need to be giving it its flowers now that it is here, and it is wonderful. It came uh, at the same time as The Real Housewives of Dallas, which is kind of having a lackluster season, supposedly. I haven't been watching, but Potomac has such an all-star cast. I'm nervous about, yeah, you know, I told you that Monique and Candace got into an altercation in this new season, and it doesn't look like Can- uh, Monique is filming anymore, which is really upsetting to me, because Monique is better than Candace in literally every single way. And also, last year, during the season, Season I'm referring to, Candace threw a knife at someone. So fuck Candace, fuck Candace. So it's a it's a season about that's centered around um, Ashley Darby and her geriatric husband and whether or not he has grabbed a producer's ass or not. And it's just like uh, that's amazing, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. It's just like so so great. Um, so if you have time over the break, I urge you to get on the Bravo app and give it a watch. Um, as for those little movie things, uh, the next one <laughs> or the big movie things, whichever that are, are a lot of work. I saw Late Night very recently. Oh, did you Mindy like it? I, mean, I, I guess did, you did like it's it. Number it's number three. three. And it was one of the movies, one of the five movies I liked this year. <laughs> and I just thought it was a joy. And Mindy Kaling is so winning. She's one of those people that like I, I just root for, even though I feel like I have heard things about her in real life where she's like not lovely. But whatever. Everything I've seen of her has been so great. And I feel like she... I, had did such a great job, and I thought also Emma Thompson was exceptional in this movie. I mean, like, she's Emma what? Thompson, of course. It's true, we should, but then you say that, but then you go see Last Christmas, and you're like, ooh, Emma Thompson. <laughs> Not good. But so after seeing uh, Last Christmas and seeing her in this really did reinvigorate my love for her. She's just so... And the thing that's so ridiculous about it is it's like, well, this would be a great, almost real true life tale, except there are no women in late night. Like the whole thought mm-hmm. is like there are actually no female late night hosts besides, I think, Samantha B, but like no one on the network. Uh, there is one. Oh, I don't know what network it is. I don't it's I don't think it's a main network. Oh, I forgot her name. If it's Robin Thede, her show got canceled. Okay. okay. <laughs> but she now has that HBO show, the Black Ladies Cut show. That's her. Same no, I'm thinking this girl's not black. I think she's maybe like Indian. I don't know. I I really don't know her name. I, okay. I I wish her the best. I wish I her, wish all, the her success, all the best. Though. We're rooting for her. There needs to be more female late night hosts is the point. Um, but the fact that uh, Min, it's a very winning, very charming movie. Mindy kind of goes in as someone outside of the comedy industry and wants to be a writer. And she just applies to be a writer because somehow they have the same parent company. So she applies to the writer job. And Emma Thompson had been getting flack for not having any female writers or not having any, you know, um, minority writers on the show. So they're like, hire a woman, hire a woman. And Mindy gets the job and everyone's mad at her initially. But she goes to trials and tribulations, ups and downs, dealing with her colleagues and also her boss. But I don't know. I felt warm and fuzzy by the end. So that's that's how I want to feel at the end of a movie. So that's I mean, that's a trend. Yes. I, I know. What, I see what you like. You see, I like yeah. being being warm and fuzzy. I like having someone to root for. It's hard why some movies like Bridesmaids are hard for me. It's like Kristen Wiig's such a fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to find her way in Bridesmaids. I guess. But like, just like it's someone else's day. Like, bring it down. Gosh, my goodness. <laughs> um, so, yes, that that is my number three movie of the year. Well, I like movies that are big downers. Great. Uh, <laughs> love that for you. Which everyone's so surprised. They're just like, you love these like hardcore like dramas. And I'm just like, uh, yeah. 
feel like yeah. that makes sense. You're an, you're an actor. Of yeah, I love the love catharsis, that. darling. Okay, what and is it? there was no more catharsis than in my number three film, Judy. <laughs> Guys, I cannot for the life of me understand the people who are just like, I didn't feel anything. What? Did you not see the same movie that I fucking did? No, we saw it. I, oh my God. The people were just like, nothing happened. It's like, no, everything happened. I love, I'm usually when I hear of a biopic, I'm always kind of just like, oh, it's going to be like a basic biopic. Oh, they were born, they lived, they died. But Judy's just like a moment in time. And it's just such an in-depth character study. And her, Renee Zellweger's performance is just so great. Just so great. And just so brave to have her like take on this role that's such a a role a person that she plays such a person that means so much to so many people i'm sure it's so scary and to do her own vocals just like fucking nuts and i think it worked so well i i just loved it from top to bottom that the scene with the two gays (laughs) at their apartment is the best scene of the year hands down without a doubt I, I told you in the um, two game match review, I've never felt so represented in a movie. I, I did. I did like that scene. An amazing, scene. amazing scene. Because you see like how much this person can mean to these two guys who are just regular people and everything. But the, Judy's just a regular person, too, <laughs> who has like these problems and like it's, mm. but it's not her fault. And it's like you just you're rooting for her so much. And it's just uh, I, I thought it was an it, I thought it was an excellent movie, not just because the performance is great. I thought it was an excellent movie because it was an excellent movie and the excellent performance just enhanced the excellent movie. I truly believe that. I truly, with my whole heart, believe that. I was very surprised at how good I thought the actual movie was. I'm very glad you liked it. Yes, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I was being nice. I said I was glad you liked it. Whatever. It's not on my list. (laughs) Um, Number two for me is a bit of a surprise. Uh, because, you know, I'm not a superhero person, mm-hmm. but I saw the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and that was excellent. That was 2018. Darling. Oh, was it? I yeah. saw it this year. No, it came out 2018. All right. Well, bitch, it's number two. <laughs> <laughs> it is a joy to watch. I feel like following Miles Morales, that a black boy and his journey into becoming Spider-Man was so thrilling, so exciting, so wonderful. I uh, loved the animation. I thought that was very well done. And it just was like a creative take on a Spider-Man story that like we've heard so many Spider-Man or like superhero origin stories. That really? Really? I think there should be more. Oh, shut up. <laughs> but I thought, did you see this movie? I didn't know. Oh, no, it's didn't. actually very. I hear, it's, I hear it's unbelievable. It is yeah. very, very good. Like I was going in and be like, I don't know what I'm going to think about this, but did I cry? Yes. Yeah. I have no <laughs> doubt that I will love it. Like it's, everything I've seen of it looks really great. And just the unanimously great reviews. Yes. Just like, it was very well done. That. I was, I was very into it. So, yeah. so thank you Spider-Verse for welcoming in. Thank you Spider-Verse. Number yes. two, even though this is cheating because it's, didn't well, this is what I have and Judy wouldn't have made the list any fucking way because Fuck it's fucking garbage. Fuck you. It's oh, literally I, nothing happens. I'm going to punch you in the you face. You started this. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. Uh, my number two, we've talked about it a bunch of times on here is the movie Parasite. Just another movie that unanimously everyone's just like, Oh no, this is, Fantastic. All right. Just fantastic. Beginning to end, you're excited. You the characters are so interesting and you feel like you get to know this family so well. Um and it's fun, it's funny, it's just a a it reminds you why you love movies because you're just like, mm. this is just a fucking blast, but I'm I'm still feeling it. Like I'm it there's right. depth, there's meaning. Someone but just tell me when it's on for stream streaming. But just the the point of the movie is just to 
to really to entertain and entertain it does, but it also makes you feel and also makes you think and just really creative from beginning to end. And my favorite performance in the movie is uh, the rich mother um, who could have been such a caricature, but she was just so genuine the whole time. Really great performance. I, I don't know the actress's name, That's okay. uh, but uh and and also honestly, like really great performances. I'm kind of hoping the film wins uh, best ensemble because my personal favorite pick for best ensemble at the SAG Awards did not get nominated. But what fine. movie? Oh, we'll talk about it later. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but of the movies nominated for best ensemble at the SAG Awards, I I think Parasite could win, and it, it I think it should win. Yeah. What's your number one, Matt Palmer? Um, Knives Out was a joy. Start top to bottom, start to finish. I was smiling. I was invested. Ana de Armas. I know we've talked about this several times on the the podcast by now, but I really did love it. I thought it was such a different type of movie that you don't usually see. I love the big ensemble. I love the splashy character of it. I love that it's big and campy and fun and uh, still smart. Still smart. It wasn't like lowest common denominator stuff. Yes, like 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 Parasite. Like it's a movie that's fun, right? But still smart. Yes. Yeah. And so I appreciated every second of that. And that was the film of the year for me. The details in Knives Out. It's just really great. Yes. Like the details for like a silly comedy that yes. to a silly comedy really great a plus i have to say great ensemble as well yeah but my personal favorite ensemble yes. is in my number one favorite movie yes. of the year and that is lulu wang's the farewell mm-hmm. which i'm so scared it's gonna get shut out of the oscars this year so scared didn't it not get like the golden globe nominations they thought it was gonna get or thought it should got it, it got in for best actress for aquafina and uh uh Best, I think, foreign language film at the Golden Globes. Okay. Um, but The Farewell is just a movie made for me. Like, <laughs> like it's ensemble driven. It's about family. It's funny. It's touching. I just loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. I think the journey that Alcafina's character goes through um, in this sort of acceptance and the reverence that she has for like her family's traditions and the Mm. decisions they make with this grandmother is just so interesting. And you, you really much like parasite, you really feel like you get to know everyone in this family in this Mm. extended family, which is very interesting. The characters are so funny. You and you, they just, they really feel like a family. And so by the end you are just, you feel like you're a part of the family. Mm. And I just, I, I loved it. I was moved. I was moved. Oh, there's one shot in particular that just stunning. Oh my God. I loved it. All right. Guess I have to see the farewell too. Farewell. You would like it. The Asian films are killing it this year. Hey, like really fantastic. And last year too with shoplifters. Love. Amazing. Incredible. I'm mad at you for not liking Judy. I mean, (laughs) I really thought you'd be over it. We watched this months ago. You're dumb. I'm not. You're dumb. I saw it. You're dumb. So why do you have, it's like, I'm mad at you like how I'm mad at those kids from Booksmart. They're like, they're dumb. So why are they successful? It's like, it's like, I, cause I feel like I experienced that with NYU, like going to like a good school that I like worked hard to get in. And I met some of the dumbest people of my life. How is this like me not liking Judy? Because you are dumb. I'm not. And so you should not have nice things. <laughs> I have great things you because chose I am this not life. dumb. I chose to watch a movie. Movies are subjective. <laughs> and I watched a movie in which very little happened. Judy's not subjective. That very little happened. Judy's not subjective. I'm right. You, I think if you didn't know much about Judy Garland, you would not feel as strongly about Well, her. everyone should know about Judy Garland. I know what I've seen in the movie. And I know that she was in The Wizard of Oz. You should know more. That's all I have. Sorry. All right. The goal for 2020 is learn about Judy Garland. I don't want to Learn that. more about Judy Garland. I'm okay. Uh, you know my heart? Do you have a... 
Emo oh, Emo My Heart. Heart. We do. Hold on. Let me pull it up. Oh, gosh. Not, never ready. Why I, is I'm no one ready? Like, Why is nobody ready? <laughs> uh, so, so now we're going to do a music question for Email My Heart. Don't Love. forget, you can be a part of Email My Heart by emailing us at twogaymats at gmail.com to spell T-W-O. This one is from uh, Doni. Uh, hey y'all wanted to ask y'all about the Grammys and their trifling ways uh, which one which one of Mariah's album of the year nominations should have been wins uh, Doni thinks that Emancipation of Mimi was a no brainer um, self titled debut album is tricky because the rest of the nominees besides NC Hammerhead forgettable albums ooh Doni did her research mm-hmm. um, uh, think it should have been her or MC Hammer um, Daydream is the most controversial in Doni's opinion and love to hear the thoughts on Alanis and Jagged Little Pills and, and loves our thoughts on Alanis and Jagged Little Pills so much. So which album should have won album of the year at the Grammys? Doni is absolutely right. The Emancipation of Mimi was the album of that year. It deserved it. Uh, you're giving a career award to you two for an album that no one remembers. And Mariah Carey had been through the ringer, been through so many ups and downs. This is the comeback story of the decade. Give her that motherfucking award. That was, of all the nominations for album of the year, that is the one that like gets me the most angry because it just it was she didn't even she didn't win any of the generals. She didn't win record of the year, mm-hmm. and it's like it the was record the record, of the, record of the year. Like here, this isn't even a debate. You're all just I don't know if you're sexist or you just remember her being married to Tommy Mottola, so you think it's an unfair advantage she had. I don't know what your issue with Mariah Carey is, but. It was her year. She should have won every single thing she was nominated for that year, and I'm still mad about it. And it's kind of like she had a legacy at that point. Yes. Like, so it's not like, oh, she's a new person winning album of the year just because she's like big and popular and young. And well, she's always young. Yes. But uh, just because she's younger. Right. Uh, But by emancipation, it's like, oh no, this is a seasoned performer who is a legend and created one of the most popular albums of the year and had the best album of the year. Had the best album of the year. And, um, and still don't want to give her I am her, disgusted. Yeah, so dream. that is definitely the one I would want her to win. Daydream versus Jagged Little Pill is tough. I remember watching Daydream's the Grammys that year live because I had just gotten into Mariah and she was like, she's nominated, I'm going to watch. And being very devastated when she'd lose everything she was nominated for. But looking back, they should have given her things, absolutely. But album of the year being Jagged Little Pill, I think makes sense. As much as I love Daydream, I, as much as I love Mariah, that Alanis album is like... Lightning in a bottle, like a moment in time. We're still talking about it 25 years later. Like Mariah obviously has the the longevity on her side. We're not comparing them as artists; they're very different. But that era of time was kind of defined by Jagged Little Pill, so mm. I can't even be that mad about it. Uh, and then um, with the debut, it's like she was so new. You know, it'd be like yeah. if Gaga won for the fame or something. It just would be like well, I don't know who this person is really. The Emancipation of Mimi should have been hers. I, I still can't believe Butterfly wasn't nominated for album. I know. Like, what else was nominated that year? I don't even I mean, out. we could look things up. I mean, I don't, I don't know what was nominated. But, it's you know, the label wasn't even working with her that much at that point because she's getting mm-hmm. divorced. They weren't really putting out singles. Honey was number one. Mal was number one. But, like, they were not promoting her like they were promoting her the eras Because, I mean, that's... I mean... I know. <laughs> like, that's... I mean... That's... that's yeah. Yes. So that's sad. It is very sad. sad. It's very sad. Yeah. Do you have what, any and what about Rainbow? Rainbow was fine. <laughs> <laughs> what about Rainbow, guys? The Heartbreaker should have gotten some. And maybe Heartbreaker did get one. I don't even remember. But should have won something. Heartbreaker is great. Uh, what do you feel? Do you agree on the Emancipation? Yeah, I would agree with Emancipation. Yeah. Obviously, like, you know, Daydream is a classic and amazing and legendary, but. 
you know, so is Jagged Little Pill. So it's like, okay, I get this. They could have given Mariah something. Right? Like, that's just crazy She's that she won nothing that year, especially because that was the year of Mariah. I like, know. she, yeah, like one sweet, that was the year One Sweet Day. Like, it beat the record yes. like shortly before the Grammys. Yes. Like, eh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? But it's okay. As Mariah said, the Grammys are trash. It's <laughs> true. And hopefully by now she has 19 number one singles. It'll be very sad again if she doesn't. <laughs> but yeah. we're believing she has 19 number, number one singles at this point in time. So I remember reading out. an article uh, on for goldderby.com where I get like all my award show news saying like caution, like should and could get nominated for Album of the year. I mean, I I was hopeful for an R and B album or some sort of R and B, but it's like they Grammys have do not like Mariah. Like she's got she's one of the most nominated people in history and has won five times, like yeah. over twenty five years. It's like give me a break. And you look at some people who have like thirty Grammys, I and know. you're just like, really? And Mariah only has five. It's like Alicia Keys has more Grammys than Mariah, and it's like Alicia had her moment for sure, but like. She's not Mariah Carey. Who Who is? Not everybody has that. Not everybody has that. And to your credit, you uh, need to learn more about Judy Garland. I will not. And appreciate Judy more. I appreciate that you liked it. Thank you. You're welcome. It'll be on playing on our TV <laughs> when when uh, I get the screener, the SAG Great. Uh, well, tell me when that is so I can be <laughs> somewhere else. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys are having a great holiday, holiday break. We'll be back next week with a new, brand new 2K Mats podcast. Bye, guys. Bye.